0: Everybody ready? Everybody's working
1: for no weekend. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. It's Friday. I do love it. Let's get rolling.
0: <laughs> This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordo out today. Britton Johnson, kind enough to fill in. Great job by Austin on Sounds of the Week. Brought to you by Ute Conference Football. Uh, 14U division will allow players the full high school experience, high school rules, unlimited weights. Check them out, uh, utaconferencefootball.org. also, want to remind you of our friends at the Utah Sports Commission, come and watch the future stars of the PGA Tour tee it up at Oak Ridge Country Club in Farmington, June 27th through the 30th. Don't wait till the last minute to purchase your tickets. Buy them online now at utahchampionship.com. We're hanging out at Bullfrog Spas today, their brand-new clearance center. Come see us, 7200 South, 7th West. It's in the Riverwalk Shopping Center, very easy to get to uh it's we're just east of topgolf uh brit we're in the winco kind of parking lot uh you'll see our van right up front very easy to get to I have plenty of, of jazz gear to give away As uh, you got to check out these clearance deals and these beautiful spas
3: great spot come and check this out real quick because we are in murray i have to wish a happy birthday to a neighborhood friend aaron shelton
2: all right happy birthday
3: happy birthday aaron and i think we used his basketball hoop more than he used it so he's
2: responsible for your career then. Sure. Yeah. Yes. There's there's some responsibility yes. there. Yeah. All right. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. It's time for our NBA Daily Assist. Joining us, one of our favorites, of course, from the Bleacher Report, he is Howard Beck. Hi, Howard. How are you?
4: Hey, guys. Good afternoon.
2: Hey, so, Howard, give us your takeaway from Game 1. Uh, what did the Raptors do right? What did the Warriors do wrong?
4: Um... Yes, you know, there's a little bit of right and wrong. It's also just a matter of, you know, sometimes things just go a certain way. And for the Warriors, I think, you know, they had a defensive game plan that was clearly all about trying to contain or deny Kawhi Leonard. And the more they focused on him, then you could see them throwing extra bodies at him all the time. It just really left guys open. And I think their defensive scheme, you know, obviously – there's always a, a, you, you know, where you're leaving, um, some holes and you're supposed to adjust as you go. And so were they supposed to leave Marcus all standing out there for like five seconds for an uncontested shot that he could, you know, sit there, think about, you know, read the collective works of Dr. Seuss and then finally shoot. Um, like that's probably not the, the plan. Um, but they let Gasol, you know, left him too much room. They let Siakam get loose. Um, as Steve Kerr said last night, they were terrible in transition. And, you know, if they just cut down their turnovers and played better transition D, it's not like that game was, was not within their grasp. It was. And, you know, the Raptors are also a really good team. Um, and, you know, I think if you're the Raptors, you're feeling like, you know, that you have a, a relatively quiet night from Kawhi and can still win it with your third-year forward uh, leading the way and having this breakout game. Was fantastic. Now, can you expect that to be the formula night in, night out in a series like this? Probably not. Um, You know, I think the other concern for the Warriors coming out of it is, you know, obviously Iguodala uh, pulling up lame, and uh, I guess the 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 diagnostics on him came back negative today, so he's probably fine. But fine is relative at this point. You know, I don't know if that may limit him on Sunday, and if that's the case, that's that's a big problem for them.
3: Siakam's been a little bit up and down this year, but uh, last night I think that's the best I've seen him play. Do you uh, imagine him being able to maintain anywhere near that level last night, or do you think
4: the Warriors put a clamp on him? Well, they'll they'll do what they can to adjust, but I mean, do they do they have anybody of his height and length, and you know, to to, to stay with him? I mean. He proved to be a little bit too much for Draymond last night, and Draymond vowed to contain him better the next time, but maybe Draymond's just not the best fit for him. Maybe it would be a, you know, better to try to put Igadala on him. The problem is you've got Igadala shadowing Kawhi, so now who takes Kawhi? And this is the problem with not having Kevin Durant. Not only are you missing an MVP-caliber player who's probably the best scorer in the league, but you're missing just another active, long body who can guard and, and fill up space and, and stay with a guy and, and has the athleticism and length to do it. They just don't have too many guys like that. The, you know, the, where else do you turn? You know, are you, you know, do, can you uh, count on Kevon Looney or Jordan Bell to, to guard Siakam for long minutes? I, I don't know if that's the case. Um, so it, it's a challenge for the Warriors, and, and that's, you know, look, this is how the Raptors got here. They, they do have a really nice one-two punch in, in Kawhi and, and Siakam.
2: Van Vliet has been absolutely terrific since he had a baby. Of all things, are we going to see that turn into a trend?
4: <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a replicatable formula, um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he's, it's um, maybe the lack of sleep means you don't uh, you're you're too tired to overthink it, you know. But uh, no, he's been he's been great.
2: So uh, if Kevin Durant can re- return, and I've, uh, there's a report from Yahoo Sports that he uh, is, is expecting to return at some point in this series, are, are, do you think the Warriors, I guess this is a low-hanging fruit question for today, but do they need him to beat the Raptors?
4: Um, I don't know. I mean, listen, we always we're always prisoners of the moment. We always overreact to the most recent game. And look, it wasn't that long ago that Everybody was thought the Raptors were dead because they were down two zero to the Bucks, and you know uh, I remember when the Raptors were dead against the Sixers too, when they they got killed in a, in a game three, in which everybody looked too old and Kyle Lowry looked like he couldn't handle the, the moment and all this other stuff, and that was a few weeks ago, and you know they survived that series and they survived the Bucks, and and then again here they are, um, we're now doing the same thing to the Warriors. We're looking at one game and saying. You know, gee, Iguodala and Sean Livingston look old, and you know, uh, Steph couldn't quite get untracked, and boy, they really miss Kevin Durant, and you know, maybe they don't have a shot without. And you know, it's the same stuff, but you know, uh, every game is its own thing. I don't think that these teams are that far apart. I think that before the series started, you figured even without Durant, the Warriors could beat them, but that it would possibly take six or seven instead of. A quicker series, um, the Raptors are really good, and without Durant for the Warriors, they're that much more closely matched, and I think that's still the case. I mean, I don't I don't think anything has really changed based on one game, frankly, and you know, if Durant is in fact going to come back between you know, somewhere between games three and four, I, I mean, I still find it a stretch to think that he'd play in game three because he hasn't even practiced with the team yet, and that, you know, he hasn't even done two-on-two. Like, he, he hasn't done any, any on-court work with teammates out there so I think four sounds more realistic than three to me that's the consensus among people I talk to but that's that's more just tea leaf reading than anything but you know they just got to survive without him you know they could still they could still steal home court advantage by winning Sunday and if they lose that one and they're going home with the knowledge that Durant's coming back in one of those two games um you know this this thing could turn into a, a what we would expect which is a, a longer series
3: in your opinion, who's a, bl- a better player irritant, Spike Lee of the 90s or Drake of of today? <laughs> um, and I say the 90s because, because, let's be honest, Spike Lee hasn't yeah. done anything lately because he can't. <laughs>
4: yeah, you know, I mean, Spike versus Reggie was next level. And and it, and it was, you know, uh, it was over the course of, of years, too. Yeah. Um, and Drake doesn't do a lot. I mean, aside from last night, Drake's just kind of a, Drake's more annoying to fans than I think he is to players. I don't, I don't think he's considered an, a, a, that big of an irritant to opponents, even though he's gotten into, you know, gotten into it with Kendrick Perkins and now Draymond. But I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know that anybody takes him that seriously. Spike, Spike had a good trash talking game, and, and him versus Reggie is bigger than any, than any single feud Drake has sparked so far. So I guess I'll lean Spike.
2: Howard, back with us from the Bleacher Report. Howard, we've seen a report from a couple of days ago that Daryl Morey is is kind of putting anybody out, or everybody out there for a possible trade. Then we saw yesterday that uh, Mike D'Antoni and uh, the franchise have cut off uh, uh, negotiations for an extension. Uh, they've basically fired all of uh, D'Antoni's staff from last year. Uh, what exactly is going
4: on in Houston? I don't know know where to begin there. Um, there's clearly uh, there's clearly a lot of discontent. How much of that is coming from the front office and how much of that is coming from their new owner Tillman Fertitta is hard to tell, but this sometimes happens when you have an ownership change, and especially this generation of NBA owners where they come in, they think they've got all the answers, they think that they need to be really hands-on and be really involved, and so they, you know, and especially when you've spent the kind of money that, that Fertitta has in his first couple of years here, and the the contract that they extended to Chris Paul especially, and um, they're, you know, they had high expectations. They thought they were a team that could knock off the Warriors, and they fell just short a year ago. and They fell further short this year without Durant even out there to, to finish them off. And so there's discontent that goes with that. And, you know, the NBA, it's, it's, a, it's all about results. And so that discontent is leading to, well, what can we do? Well, the roster's not that easy to change, so let's mess with the coaching staff or, you know, uh, yeah i mean if if, if it 's hard to tell what 's going on with, with Antonio himself, like are they seriously trying to force him out, or is this just a tough negotiation um, is was this shaking up the coaching staff for the purpose of wanting new blood in there, or was it for the purpose of alienating him and getting him to quit uh, because that would be bizarre There was always like a really great alignment for the last couple of years between. Harden and D'Antoni and the front office and ownership—they were all on the same page. They—they they really all had the same idea about how to win, and that hasn't changed in the sense that they—they they, they have a good formula. They just have run into a better team, you know. And, and, and you know, so a lot of people have. A lot of people can't get past the Warriors, um, and you know, the Rockets roster has some limitations. And Chris Paul's up there in years. So, you know, I don't know that, you know, they're going to resolve anything or, or improve by knocking D'Antoni out and replacing him with somebody else. Like, that's not going to get them anywhere. But maybe they feel like there's not much else they can do. And so the report about them making everybody available, um, yeah, they kind of have to. Like, where else – I mean, what else are you going to do at this point? There's no cap room to add to, to add guys. You don't have, uh, you know, a surplus of draft picks, and you're drafting low with your own picks there's really not that many ways forward other than to just to shake it up or you run it all back exactly the same and hope for a different outcome.
3: Boy, I so badly wanted to take you from one mess to another and talk about the Lakers, but I, I'm i going to give you a break on that one. Uh, what Appreciate teams have it. You, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but what teams have you excited next year as far as uh, not being able to know because of an injury or a new player? For me, it's Dallas. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Porzingis. Um, Any teams for you on your radar next year that have a little bit of uncertainty just because of new players or players coming back from injury?
4: Um, You know, I mean, it's an easier question to answer when we get to, say, mid-July and we know where Durant has landed and Kawhi has landed and Kyrie and Kemba Walker and all these guys. I mean, the, the, the league could look dramatically different in the fall. Um, you know, if if the Nets get one of these guys, Clippers get one of these guys, you know, if LeBron gets help, if the Knicks get somebody. I mean, there's just so much that can happen um, this summer because of the number of high-level free agents that are available and the number of teams with cap room. I mean, I'm intrigued by Dallas. You mentioned Porzingis. I mean, the porzingis lip uh pairing, depending on what they can put around them, and they should have cap room to work with too could be really exciting. Like Dallas could be a ton of fun to watch next season. And then you look at a team like Denver, You know, what's the next step they're going to take? Um, where does Anthony Davis land, assuming he still gets traded? You know, so like in terms of intrigue for next season, so much is dependent on what happens this summer with free agency and an Anthony Davis trade and, and then the draft too. So um, good conversation for us to have again in about six weeks.
2: Howard, thank you so very much as always. Enjoy the finals.
4: Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
2: Thank you, Howard. The great Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report joining us for our NBA Daily Assist. And uh, Howard, always good.
3: He's great. And he makes a good point, Jake. In July, there's going to be a lot of interesting conversations to be had. So much content as far as uh, dissecting what teams in the NBA will be exciting to watch next year. I feel like every summer, at least the last three or four last summers, have been that way because of free agents and. Um, trades and draft picks. Not only, I mean, think about it. Everything he just talked about we didn't even mention the draft. Right. Right? So Zion Williamson. Uh, Williams? Williamson. Williamson. Okay. For a second, I thought it was Williams, but I said it right the first Wait, time. Now you've got me. No, Zion, it's Zion. Williams. Zion Williams. I don't know why I said Williams.
2: Williamson. No, that's
3: right. I'm sorry. Why Why are you
2: confusing me? Why are you, yeah, you doing this it's to me? I It's been a minute. Jeez. Everybody
3: just says Zion.
2: Yeah, just let's stick with that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And let's go to Ryan from Bullfrog Spas, <laughs> shall we? Shall we get off this? It's going to uh, be an
3: exciting offseason, though.
2: train wreck. <laughs> uh, we'll get to more coming up right around the corner. But we are live at Bullfrog Spas, their brand-new clearance center, 7200 South, 7th West. And, uh, Ryan, we'll, we'll talk more about the spas in a second, but you guys have uh, great
1: patio furniture deals out here, too. Absolutely, yep. Dining tables, uh, sectionals, fire tables. Uh, you name it, if backyard patio, we got it. Britt, you're a backyard guy. I could see you with uh, with uh, one of those uh, uh, campfire
2: tables out there.
3: Yeah, what do you think? We kind of have something like that. Nothing as nice as I've seen in here, though.
2: Roast a few marshmallows. Yeah, sounds pretty good.
3: We uh, are we are fans of that.
2: But on top of that, you guys are are clearing
1: out spas. These things have to go, and the the deals are great right now. Absolutely, found the biggest building we could that was vacant. And this place a, is huge. In a great location. Yeah, we're talking. I think. I think it's a little over fifteen thousand square feet. Wow! And full of hot tubs and full of patio furniture that has to go.
3: And pinpoint the spot for people because we did, you know, notice that right now when you pull up Bullfrog Spas, it only takes you to the location in Bluffdale.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, we've got, we've got eight other locations in the valley, so you can you, you can find your local Bullfrog Spa store if you'd like. But we're also off 70, 72nd, um in right next to Top Golf. Yeah. I'd say would be the biggest landmark here. Um, Sort of
3: southeast of Top
2: Golf. Yep,
1: yeah, southeast of Top Golf. Um, the, in the Culver's parking lot, it would probably be the easiest to explain it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's easy to find when you know yeah. where it is. And of course, we've got the zone van right out front if people uh, want to keep an eye out for that. But uh, really, it's, it's a big old warehouse chock full of spas. Yep, come find us. All right, 7200 South, 700 West in the Riverwalk Shopping Center. Ryan, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll have more of the big show coming up next. Stay tuned. Don't forget, Hans joins us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour as well, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK.
4: Former BYU basketball coach Dave Rose.
2: I did want to say something. When you're talking about DJ and PK, for about two and a half years, that was my nickname, DJ. My name's David Jack. When I was in seventh and eighth grade, one of my coaches just started calling me DJ because we had a couple Davids. But then we moved from California to Houston and I lost it. But we can go DJ and PK for another couple hours. Well, I'm thinking
4: that, you know, we can actually phase out the original DJ. (laughs) You can slide in. I
3: do have some time, actually. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Catch
0: DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there on 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
3: Oh,
2: and 1280 The Zone live from Bullfrog Spas the brand new clearance center absolutely beautiful facility here 7200 South, 7th West in the Riverwalk Shopping Center come on by, grab some jazz gear check out the great deals on spas and patio furniture as well big thanks to Howard Beck for joining us in the last segment he came to us on the Sprint Special guest line uh, customers can get the fin- fantastic iPhone X for 50% off with FlexLease. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Britton Johnson, nice enough to sit in for Gordon Monson today. Brit, big news yesterday, and let's talk about this a little bit, uh, I guess uh, over the past couple of days really, but the, the major programs along the Wasatch Front uh, are getting players coming back when maybe we weren't so sure they were go, uh, going to do so. Nimi Kada uh, coming back to Utah State. Donnie Tillman coming back to the University of Utah. And uh, maybe the biggest surprise, Yoli Childs returning to yeah. BYU. I think this is, this is great for college basketball in the state because I think it has been lacking over the past couple of years. Utah State was a great story last year. Um, but Utah, BYU, it's been a minute since they've been to the tournament. And now I think these players coming back, uh, I think it's a, a little injection of, of life back into college basketball in this state. I-,
3: I couldn't agree more. And I think, you know, as this sort of feels like the time of year, Jake, we're putting a bow tie, obviously, on the NBA season and and, and really any talks of college basketball, unless a big recruit gets signed or you hear of a big re- recruit committing. But, again, this isn't that that time frame.
2: And then hiring that big recruit's father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry anyway. they're, they're all yeah.
3: about family there Jake <laughs> they, come they, on yeah, they are about family hey they're doing a great job at, at just being supportive with family did you see they, they saw the the kid from Bingham getting off his mission they tweeted out a picture of yeah, Coach I did K see that. Um, you know the whole staff down there at the airport I thought that was nice of them um, the the, uh, the Yoli Childs was surprising to me in fact my wife and I ran into him and uh, I've bumped into Yoli a few times we both know each other because I'm My son's involved in um, the same AAU program that Yoli was part of. So we've had him, you know, speak to the kids a couple times over the last few years. But I talked to him, I think, two weeks ago, and he was getting ready to go to work out with the Kings. And there was no talk of coming back. Um, It's interesting because when he was working out down at BYU and made the decision to not come back, you know, the new coaching staff came in, and, and he let the new coaching staff know I wasn't coming back. And they knew that, and they... Kind of just, you know, apparently he would go and shoot at like 9 o'clock at night. And the, the staff would even just do everything they need, turn the lights on, help him out for him to further his pro career. And I'll tell you one thing about Mark Pope. Uh, Cody Fuger, and then obviously my close friend Chris Burgess. These guys are relationship guys. They understand how to build a relationship with players. I feel like they left UVU in a better place than it was before. There's players obviously that had to stay there with Mark Madsen because they couldn't transfer but they're staying there and they've got some good talent there that that Chris and those guys brought in but with BYU, I don't think Yoli Childs, I don't think it was a question of him coming back whatsoever with the prior staff. I think it was... He would have been gone. He would have been gone. Um, listen, one thing that Chris and, um, Mark Pope and obviously Nick Robinson have is these guys, they develop players. They do a phenomenal job with that and they are good at, um, on the court, um, figuring out how to make a big guy like Yoli, uh, go from what Dave and his staff did to even a better, I think even next level player. And that's most likely was sold to him or he was convinced of that probably from those guys and from other people as well. And. I think it's a smart decision. I think it's a big time um, success story right now. Obviously, he hasn't put a ball in a hole yet for his next year, but it's a big time success story for for Mark Pope and that new staff.
2: That's it, a win for sure. For big that, win, for awesome, to, and,
3: and very classy and awesome to hear former coach Tim Lacombe come on air and, and even admit that. That's a huge win for them. Yeah, Obviously Tim was great yesterday, guy, man.
2: Yeah, Tim, Tim's a so. man, and he. Uh, you can find Tim's interview at. 1280thezone.com. But it, interestingly enough, Dave Rose said something when he was filling in with PK a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know if you got a chance to hear that. He was on the station for two straight hours. and it I, I was, caught moments. It was awesome. I mean, he was absolutely terrific. But he said, you know, part of the key to BYU's former success was they'd get old and stay old. Yeah. You know, they'd develop players along the way, and then when uh, one group left— He'd have another group of of developed players ready to go. And that that really struck a chord with me because that – yeah, that is how a team like BYU, who's got some recruiting restrictions and those sorts of things, that's how they uh, you know, achieve the heights that they want, to, uh, they want to achieve. And I think it's going to be key for this new staff to develop and keep players around. And I think that's particularly challenging in today's day and age oh, yeah. with the transfer portal and all that. Well, mass, players it, are coming
3: back from missions are older than they typically right. would need to start there. I mean, I started out as a rookie uh, with the Magic at 24 right? And LeBron started out the same year at 19. So you just, the, the clock's ticking. And when you do the two-year mission, you come back here, you've got age going against you.
2: Not to derail the conversation, but can I, speaking of coach, coach Rose, he said something years ago, and I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Okay. So I guess this was, this was probably two years ago when he was on the station. He talked about how he thought changing the missionary age would be a good thing for sports Mm -hmm. and he said it's actually had the opposite effect because players are leaving on their missions and not really realizing what it takes to be a d1 college basketball player yeah and when they're coming back they're they're further behind because they just took two years off right whereas when they played as freshmen and then left they realized like I'm not a high school superstar anymore. Right. Boy, I'm really going to have to, you know, keep my body in shape on the mission and and do uh, you have an understanding of what it takes to cut it as opposed to high school kids that go on their mission and they think they know what it takes, but they yeah. have no idea. It, and I thought it was an interesting comment coming from him. What it, as a guy who played basketball as a freshman that went on a mission and came back, what do you, what do you think about that take? Do you think it's actually
3: is I, it I a think, good thing, bad thing? I, I think.
2: I
0: know accurate. you think you know more than I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is that Bronco? Who was that? That was Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> that was interesting. It's The newest Wahoo. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this: for me, uh, playing um, my freshman year, while I was out on my mission, when I wanted to focus on doing my, my 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 service work and my my church stuff, I felt um, sort of some accountability in the back of my head right um or in my mind to to stay ready for what was coming when I got back, right. there was some stress there, there was some stress, so uh I definitely sell my companions my my partners out there to to go on some runs with me, to go early in the morning to some weight rooms with me or do some kind of a workout in my apartment because of the stress that I I knew I was needing to be ready to come back to you probably pat,
2: passed on that second helping of lasagna at the member's was, house. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of thing. Cause well, you knew was, how hard it was. I, I
3: just knew I needed to do more than just be out there. And, 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 and that required obviously waking up earlier and, and doing things, uh, you know, a little bit more, uh, out of the norm that what I would be used to doing as a 19 year old. I mean, granted, like, just doing the mission was hard enough, but then having to throw on top B physically ready to come back. Yeah, I think that my freshman year did that for me, and had I left right out of high school. God, i got to say, I, I kind of agree with Rose. Right. I almost think that one year it, it benefited me. Because out
2: of high school, I mean, you dominated the state of Utah basketball for years. You probably, you, you know, went with the you – pr- you did that rolling out of bed. You know, you didn't have to worry and about that, it.
3: And I kind of talked in an earlier segment when we, you and I first started today that I hit a wall my freshman year, not realizing how hard it was to get right. on a court with a demanding coach, but we had a good team that year. We had four NBA guys on the team that year I, to get playing time. I had to step up my work ethic. I had to step up and figure out whatever it was that was hard for me to choose to do. I had to do it and, and not rely on the easy stuff of being 6'10", being athletic. All that got me through high school. And right. high but, but going into college, I had to go to another level and learn that. So, yeah, that to me, I, I, I have to say I agree with Coach Rose because, you know, if you're just going into those two years of, of your, your church mission, looking back on what you knew from high school – you're in for you're in for you know deer in the headlights moment when you get back
2: you went you had a stateside mission how uh how often were you able actually to get out and play basketball
3: you know there was a lot of moments where we were just walking around and you know people don't technically want to talk to two mormon missionaries so you figured out ways to to kind of be clever and f- strike up conversations with people so we would go to parks a lot and i'd find pickup games there and you know, people would see the tall guy, and they'd want you to come and join. The next thing you know, you're you're playing pickup ball, and then after that, you'd you'd hand out a, a couple of uh, Book of Mormon's or, or Bibles or you know whatever and pamphlets, and the next thing you know, you you feel like you did something good. I'm just picturing
2: you now in a in a tie, suit pants and penny loafers, <laughs> out
3: there you've, balling. You've pictured it. you you. that what it. it was? Yes, we played several <laughs> pickup games where the tie would come off. And, uh, you know, you'd untuck the shirt, and then you'd roll. Oh, that's hilarious. You know, you'd start to play pickup ball, ball. You'd say, listen, if we, if we give you a lead, but we beat you, we get to talk with you. And it happened a few times. Look at you. Yeah. That's creative. Yeah, yeah. I was hustling on the mission.
2: Killing uh, or I, uh, two birds with one stone.
3: There to, you go. Yeah. You know,
2: honing the game a little bit yeah. and, uh, and out there spreading the word.
3: And I'll tell you what, I have never been more sweaty, swampy, than playing in Houston in the summer, pick up ball in a, white sh- in a white shirt and slacks. Oh, I bet that was gamey. I was a hot, me- <laughs> was a hot mess. Just an absolute hot mess. But then you headed back to the apartment and you showered.
2: All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to get to the Not Sports Report. Uh, Then we have Hans Olsen joining us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, so you don't want to miss that. We're live from Bullfrog Spas. It's their new clearance center, 7200 South, 7th West, the Riverwalk Shopping Center. If you want to plug an exact address into the GPS, 7111 South, bingham junction boulevard but really it's we're just east of Top Golf uh, in the winco kind of uh parking lot area real easy to find us so come on out grab some jazz gear we still have plenty of that left and of course check out the great deals that they have here at the new clearance center for bullfrog spas more straight ahead it's the big show brit in for gordon right here on 97.5 and 1280 of the zone this is Tony Parks and Austin Horton?
0: I was working at a country club as a waiter, and I was carrying this giant tray of Dr. Peppers as I walked behind the bride. Tripped over something. I'm not kidding you. There was 20 plus glasses, oh, and man. every drop on that tray landed on the bride in her wedding dress and i thought i was a dead man i was on the second story there was a big picturesque window looking out onto the ninth green and i contemplated just making an austin shaped hole in that glass window and making a go for it (laughs) and i had to pay for do you know how expensive it is to dry clean dr pepper out of a wedding dress yeah i should have just bought her a new wedding dress Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
3: Being that I share a lot of good stories on this show of ours, I've got one today that I think is particularly interesting. KFC, which is wonderful chicken, by the way, there's a chicken soup out there that's incredible. KFC launches chicken sandwich into space. I really don't know why they're doing it, but I know this much. I love chicken soup, I love KFC, and I love me a non-sports report. It's one small step for a chicken sandwich and one giant leap for fast food.
2: Gordon impressions have, have certainly been a highlight of, of the week, Britt. And your that was pretty good. Your Gordon launching a chicken sandwich into space that was that was pretty, that was pretty hilarious. One small step for a chicken sandwich, one giant
3: leave for fast food. Oh uh, yeah, we were kind of we were just on a little rhythm right there.
2: That was uh, that was very good. Now, welcome on back. It is the Big Show. Britain in for Gordon today. We're live at Bullfrog Spas, <laughs> their new clearance center, seventy two hundred South Seventh West. Come by and see us. Grab some jazz gear. We have hats. We have some bees tickets. We have shirts. We have uh, uh, figurines. Uh, the Jazz Note figurines that are they're pretty cool. That everybody seems to enjoy. So come on by, and uh, and grab those. But right now it's time for the not sports report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over one thousand used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Uh, I've, got a, I've ca- got a couple of quick ones for you here, okay. bro. All right. Let's, let's start with uh, uh, some Hollywood news. All right. Uh, there was a report out there. Do you remember when Kid Rock and Pamela Anderson got married? And they were married for I don't like, remember
3: like what I was doing with my life at the time, but I do know that the two of them were together. They
2: were only married for I think like a month or something. Is this in her
3: heyday, her Baywatch heyday? This was in '06. Or was this when time I think this was, started catching I think, up? I
2: think it was a little after Baywatch, but I, I could be. Uh, I mean, it's, I it's wrong.
0: Kid Rock, so I don't think yeah. it was her heyday.
2: Uh, <laughs> so do you do you want to know what what broke up their marriage according to? No. Well, actually, uh, it will give it away if I say according to who. But you know what actually gave up? Uh, what what broke a falling, up? their Falling,
3: crashing chandelier. Uh, he
2: hated uh, he funny. hated her role in Borat so much that that's why they got divorced, according to Sasha Baron Cohen.
3: Like it just irritated him. Apparently, the role irritated him.
2: Uh, let's see. Uh, Sasha She's... Baron Cohen told the Daily Beast La- uh, last laugh podcast that Anderson's role finished off her marriage just months after uh, they got married in the summer of 2006. Kid Rock was not a fan of the performance. Uh, Baron Cohen said that he texted Anderson after the screening and asked, How did it go? What did he think? Anderson then texts back that she and Kid Rock were getting divorced. When he asked her why, Anderson replied, <laughs> The movie.
0: And
2: according to Baron Cohen, he said, quote, And I thought it was a joke, but then a few weeks later they got divorced and they put as a, re- a reason for divorce Borat. <laughs>
3: Like that was on the documentation. Like,
2: like, yeah, he hated her role in that movie so much. Wow! That that led that led to their divorce.
3: My goodness, do you that, remember?
2: Do you remember Borat? You remember the movie?
3: Yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but I've you been told, haven't seen no, it? No, I have not seen that movie. I've been told it's actually pretty funny, though.
2: Oh, it's it's absolutely hilarious. Uh,
3: I've I've not seen that one. He kidnaps you, you and I have shared. A lot of movies that we like in common. We do, and TV shows. This
2: one you would you would find funny.
3: Okay, I'm finding it really hard to get a lot of time to watch movies, and so you know if I can find the right time, I'll uh, I'll let you know. But well, other than that, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna take well, his word that, that she was bad in it.
2: Uh, no, she was she was fine. It was hilarious, but she was in it for a very very short amount of time, like.
3: Maybe it was just like a joke. Maybe they just didn't want to tell people why they really divorced. They put
2: on their divorce papers. <laughs> Borat.
3: Reason for divorce.
2: Borat.
3: I can't uh, believe you
2: haven't, uh, you haven't seen that movie. That, no. That really surprises one, that's me. That's not
3: one I've, I've watched.
2: All right. And then, my, real quick, my story number two. A Michigan man uh, was charged with uh, uh, robbery. He robbed the same Walmart three times, like, in the same night.
3: My goodness.
2: So he got away with some stuff. Left now, decided that wasn't enough. Went back to now, the same
3: Walmart. I don't know if you've ever been to Walmart at night or during the day, but I would say they don't have the sharpest at night. You know, employees ready to go. But if most he, likely it's like the the ones that don't want to work during the day. You know, or the ones that wow. That's no, just the, it's the backups. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. It's the backups.
2: How many Walmart employees are you insulting right now that are, that are listening?
3: Well, I mean, come on. But even those Three times employees, someone's walking out with stuff?
2: Well, they're going to they're gonna notice after three times.
3: Well, what if it was a small item, though? Like, you know, like he stole a Snickers bar and then came back and stole, like, you know, I don't know.
2: No, he, he was stealing, like, electronics. Sock. Oh gosh. He st- he stole uh, six thousand dollars he... worth of merchandise. Okay. But why wouldn't you pick a different Walmart? Why why is he going back to the same one?
3: Back to my point. You know, it wasn't necessarily the all-star employee squad. Why wasn't night. he arrested? Maybe that's why what... was... I was trying to figure out how he got he didn't get caught after number one. Now don't why do was...
2: that again again. Don't you <laughs> I can't believe you're taking issue with the employees. Who would be dumb enough to rob the same place three times in one night? Well, he night? got away
3: twice, so he had something going. <laughs> oh,
2: no. All right. Joining us now, we are uh, live at Bullfrog Spas, their new hey, clearance center, uh, in the Riverwalk Shopping Center, 7200 South, 7, I know one thing for sure.
3: No one's walking out of here with a hot tub on their back. And coming back a second time with a sec- to get a second one.
2: Well, let's uh, let's bring Ryan on with us now. That would be challenging. <laughs> yes, it would. Yes. <laughs> yes, would. Yeah, thanks for having me. I think you guys would notice, though. Y- you yes, know, we would. Like,
1: hey, wait we a minute. We would
3: need Ocean's Eleven in here to, <laughs> to get a hot tub out of here without anyone noticing. But
1: if you purchase one... It- Professionally installed, so you won't have to carry it. So, you yes. don't even have to worry and about if, that If you're
3: a good person, human being, <laughs> you don't have to worry about anything. Absolutely. And
2: to our listeners out there who maybe have, have thought about a spa or on the fence, or, or specifically those who are maybe building or, or remodeling or those sorts of things, this is the best
1: place to come because you're not going to find prices like this anywhere else. Absolutely. Yep. We've literally brought all of our inventory because we're running out of room and everything must go we've slashed thousands of dollars off each model so you choose what you like we've got tons of different colors and different options to choose from but one thing's for sure you'll get the best deal possible well
2: in in different sizes i mean depending on if you've got a big family small family or whatever there this this showroom is huge by the way but there is there's something here for everybody absolutely and if you're getting that uh, that deck ready to go for summer you guys have uh, all sorts of patio furniture too uh, uh,
1: as well beautiful stuff. Absolutely. Yep. Patio furniture, everything from fire tables, um sectionals, uh dining sets, you name it, all different colors, and there those prices are being slashed as well cuz everything must go. I'm telling you, you've got
2: to come by and see it for yourself. 7200 South 700 West, you're going to find something you love, I assure you. Uh thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for being here. All right. We'll have more of the big show Hans Olson joins us coming up next 975 and 1280 the zone.
0: This, this this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. If
4: uh, Houston called up and said, we want Donovan Mitchell, and we'll send you James Harden, would you do it? Yeah,
3: I've got a lot of hopes for what Donovan Mitchell will be. I don't know if he'll ever be what James Harden is.
4: No, I'm not saying I'm actively shopping Donovan Mitchell. I'm just saying that the right deal came across your desk. Everything's on the table, and Dennis Lindsay and Zanuck and maybe the rest of the crew, they've got to make sure that they are doing everything they can to better the team. I think Daryl Morey is just talking like the rest of us would talk if we were a GM. Nobody's off limits the only
0: players you can think of maybe lebron maybe kevin durant i mean those guys that immediately
4: step out onto court and your team becomes a title contender other than that i don't know who in the league is untouchable
0: catch hans and scotty every day from noon to three presented by your rocky mountain chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network